0: Well, we are on. Welcome to another episode of Crush This a Podcast. Happy Halloween. Uh, I am right now currently dressed up as Rodney Tweedy. There's an ongoing thing that his son, Austin, uh, posed as his dad for Halloween a few years back at uh, B.J. Johnson's uh, Halloween party. Then Hot Rod just did one uh, this morning, so it's my turn it's a quick fix. So I got my uh blue jeans, my uh white t-shirts, the cut grass, uh, not t-shirts, but white uh, t- uh shoes, the cut grass and stuff like that. So uh did all that stuff. So um I wanted to do that. But hey guys, Brad should be hope- hopefully hopping on also. If not work has uh hold up his uh day. Uh, once again, sorry about the, uh, miscue, uh, we'll reschedule, uh, Shane, Mike, and their boys on a later date, um, and go from there. Uh, once again, also want to thank, uh, what well, w- this episode sponsored, actually presented by the Monster Truck Attitude Facebook group, um, for, on YouTube. And on, let's go, YouTube and on Facebook, Uh, the home of Thursday Night Thunder. Thursday and night. Uh, Let me edit that. Oh, I did so well. Home of Thursday. There we go. We'll save that and continue on with the ticker. And uh, the home of Thursday Night Thunder. And also, uh, just recently, they just did their uh, October uh fest stuff like that so you can take a look at that this episode with rudy uh champo i probably screwed it up i'm sorry i'm not very good at the name <laughs> things but uh this is sponsored by Monsteric attitude once again our crush this podcast sponsor uh presented also by high octane coffee and j concepts um also another thing i want to give a shout out to is farmer racing Diecast in uh Pennsylvania. Go take a look at that stuff. Uh, They um, just came. Now you can pre-order if you want the Ryan Blaney Martinsville car. um, All sorts of racing from NASCAR, NHRA, IMS, uh, IndyCar, um, Formula One, uh, even the Le Mans cars, the supercars, stuff like that, even some monster trucks and stuff like that too. So go take a look at that at Farmers Racing on Facebook. Also go to our spread shop uh at the Crush This Monster Truck Podcast by Spreadshop.com. Go take a look at that. Brad got some new designs and stuff like that too. Go take a look at that also. Uh this week uh, our team will be in Dayton, Ohio. Uh we help we will be help crewing. Uh last week we were in Arkansas for a uh a ride truck experience. Um and also they were at Bridgeport Connecticut uh, if you took a look, uh, they had some pretty cool well, – they got some new rims and new tires on the trucks, so they look pretty cool. Um, once again, Dayton, Ohio, this weekend. So uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, once again, thank you for the five-star likes and reviews on fa- on iTunes and on Spotify. Thank you so much for all that's going on. Um, right now, this intro is a uh, – can't can't show it, but well, it looked like a dumpster fire. But uh, once again, I am going to. Uh, hopefully, Brad will be on here soon. Uh, if not, we will fly solo and we'll be all right. So, um, once again, guys, thank you for being on, and we will have uh, Rudy on here in a couple moments. So, here we go. Still getting the hang of this.
1: Oh, my God. Oh my God.
0: This isn't your typical motorsports podcast you're listening to crush this
1: a monster truck podcast presented by high octane coffee and jay concepts a show where we take you inside the minds of your favorite drivers past and present of the monster truck industry and now your hosts brad shaw and Dan chicha buckle in the show starts now
0: like i said welcome to another episode of crush Monster monster podcast presented by uh monster truck attitude on facebook and once again thank you to j concepts and high acting coffee and we will thank a couple more sponsorships <clears throat> throughout the show but uh once again hey rudy how are you doing today in this fine uh, october 31st type of night
1: i'm doing good not doing anything cool today for halloween just got off work still waiting for my place to warm up i'm here in utah so but good how about you
0: all doing good also here i uh, just got done uh working at the hall brothers racing shop but uh nice. yeah, getting ready for some more fall monster jam stuff at Dane, ohio but i got my halloween getup up right now i am rodney tweedy and uh, yeah, <laughs> i'm a i'm a crayola he's a green crayola. <laughs> um but yeah let's uh you know, let's uh, start off. You know, the the I guess, you know, how y- you were a fan, and we always do a timeline type uh, intro of the personnel, and then we kind of follow through and see how everyone else is today. So, um, do you remember the first show, or how did you get introduced to Monster Trucks in general? And then, you know, proceed to talk about how you got to the steps of, you know you kind of me and you kind of have the same type of step by step getting to it you know um into the monster truck world which is you know a very cool story on your half too so let's start from the beginning
1: uh well as far as um realizing when i got into my or started liking monster trucks it's kind of like I grew up around it, uh, for like a second generation driver. Let's just do Eric Swanson as an example. He grew up into it. So that's all he knew. So as far as I know, I've never remembered my life without, uh, monster trucks, you know, through a fan perspective, of course, but my whole life, my parents took me to a show. And as long as I can remember, I just, monsters have just always been a part of my life. So. My parents had five kids, and we only went to Anaheim Stadium, which was a 15 minute drive from us. So we went to those a couple of times in January, and then once in Vegas until they left to Orlando. So I was pretty much a fan my whole life, and I don't know my life without monster trucks. So
0: you become a fan, and when did you do you remember when you started kind of getting into, you know, knowing? hey, I can get myself into the process of getting into the industry. You know, the the hardest questions a lot of people ask is, Mm -hmm. how do I get into it? Um, And there's so many different types of door openings. So when did you get your opportunity to, you know, for me, it was I did online monster truck racing and the MTM2 uh, forum and one, Kevin Payne and Alex Peccarelli, had on a forum saying, hey, uh, we're looking for anyone that wants to help out for the Syracuse, New York Monster Jam show in 2011. And I thought to myself, well, that's an opportunity I could try. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. That's how I got myself into the door as a tracker guy. And then the rest is kind of history throughout there. So what was the opportunity for you to get yourself kind of into the door in the monster world?
1: Well, I got in by accident um by talking to jr mcneil but to backtrack a little bit uh i come from a family with no mechanical background i mean i didn't have any experience whatsoever when i turned 15 i was a freshman in high school and there was a race car team that started and i joined that team and pretty much i was the only one that showed up the first year for two-thirds of the first year until uh, people started joining later on so i was pretty much the main guy from there so i got my introduction into learning how to hold wrenches and swing a hammer there through school. Uh, It was an after school club. It was an engineering club. And we built a solar electric race car by the end of my freshman year. And we called it unstoppable because we put solar cells on it and it was an electric racing competition, but the rules never said we couldn't put solar cells as part of our charging deal. So we got away with it and we, Long story short, by the time I started driving it, I beat the whole deal by eight laps, and then they banned us. Oh. So, that, so that's a cool story as far as uh, how, we, how I got started into wrenching, but as far as getting started into monster trucks, I was graduating high school and didn't really have a plan on what I really wanted to do because I was so focused on the race car stuff in high school. That I realized that I wasn't taking the education as serious as I should have, but I was gonna do the engineering route because that's just all I've known. Because before that, I didn't have anything going for me uh, as far as a direction and being uh, doing anything as a career. So I went to the Anaheim Pit Party, first time ever going to a pit party in Anaheim. I just went to the World Finals because it was free with the ticket, and I met Jr. and I talked to him a little about, a little bit about what I did in high school. And it was a question about how do I get into it after I get my degree? And long story short, he says, well, you're 18, let me have your number. I'll be back in Anaheim in two weeks and join us for the weekend. So two weeks later, and this is in 2017, February, um, joined the team the next two weeks and it was all right. I didn't do anything. All I did was film. So that was that and said bye after the show. But then a month later was the World Finals in Vegas. So we got to see JR at the autographs and he saw my parents and my siblings. And he asked uh, my parents if it'd be all right if he can fly me to Florida in May, a couple months later, to uh, test out the trucks because they're doing some revalving on their shocks and they want me to drive. So I kind of got into it super easily somehow. I got super lucky. On that one, um and then from there, you know, it's just been a long, a long up and down road, just trying to make trying to make it work. Because uh, I did, even though I did the racing stuff in high school, we worked on really one race car for four years in high school. so You don't really learn that much. You don't get a chance to learn your sizes or refabricate anything. So I was as green as I as can be joining JR's team. A little embarrassing at first because they probably didn't know why they hired me, but the effort was there. So over the years it's paid off and now I can pretty much do just about anything. And if I have a weekend off, I got someone ask me if I can join them for the weekend. So all those hard days are behind me now.
0: So like <clears throat> uh, Chris Foss just uh, said, uh, uh, one of the, one of the raising cane kids, he had fun time watching you and how you grow from now, how you are now. But I mean, you're with, uh, I think now Kristen Hope, uh, you know, now Kristen Miguez. uh, I think uh, there was a couple. Wasn't there one more person that was with you also? Was it Nick?
1: Yeah, Um, it was was me, Kristen Hope, who did the testing. And then that was in May of 2017. By the time 2018 started, Nick Miguez joined us for the tour, and we crewed for uh, Jack Brown and Trent Montgomery.
0: Okay. So you started to get a little bit of the crash course and stuff like that. And then we're gonna, you know, go from th- there. And uh, you, you, uh, where did you go after with the Raising Cane team?
1: So it's, uh, I mean, I kind of lose track myself because I've been all over the place. But um, so I did Raising Cane for a year. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting to get into monster trucks right out of high school. I had already signed up for colleges. By the time it's February, you're a senior. You already applied. So <clears throat> I was into my engineering uh, degree just as much as my monster truck passion at the time, <clears throat> so it was really hard to balance monster trucking on the weekends because I flew to the East Coast every weekend, so you got 10-hour flight total going there and coming back. And you got school. You got to cram in a full-time school schedule with engineering type of courses. I mean, it was a lot. And I've never been the good, the best student when it comes to uh, testing and bookwork, so it was a struggle. So after the first year, I'd say probably a month before the twenty nineteen season started. Well, a little before that too. I also helped the Swansons whenever I wasn't with Raisin Cane for my first year with them. So I kind of. 2019 was coming up i uh told jr that i should probably stick around home and focus on school more and the only way that i can do his tour was if i was to do stadiums and it obviously things didn't work out that way so i decided to just part ways with them but i did the first month of triple threat with them until school started in early february uh for the spring semester but then um once I left Jr., I just joined the Swanson's team. They were only an hour from my house, so they'd be back at the shop during the weekdays. I'd help them, and I could only go to the shows that were pretty much in California. But uh, I was with them until pretty much the pandemic happened. I was with the Swanson's for a year, almost two years, until the pandemic happened.
0: And then, <clears throat> uh so, trying to hurry up and not hurry up but try to figure out your timeline here uh because uh after the pandemic everything kind of ceased and then when you got the ball rolling when did you uh get the chance to be with tony and his team with playing for keeps uh I started uh you know i did you ever work with the sturges briefly briefly okay so yeah i, I i'm getting everything. <laughs> Kind of pieced together, but uh, when did you start getting uh, a chance to go behind the wheel of the truck and start uh, becoming now kind of mastering your craft on behind the wheel of the truck?
1: okay um well first off when i was with uh rick that was when er- it was just pretty much one race stroke so i got to slow down and learn everything so as far as knowing the basics and everything mm-hmm. i really everything just for some reason clicked when i was with the swansons when i was at raising Kane, you know i also had a broken arm i mean i'm i forgot to mention that for the first half of the tour when i was with raising Kane. but i just I, I, when i joined raising Kane, everything was ready and prepared. So it was just all up in front of you and there was a race ready truck. So when I joined the Swansons, that's when it was more slowed down. I got to learn everything about the basics of monster jokes and how heavy a a hub is. For example, when I had a broken arm, I didn't know how heavy it was. So um, did that. Um, So then once the pandemic hit, you know, I mean, the Swansons were having a rough time. Everybody was having a rough time. So I did everything from working at vinyl shops or, doing anything at the Swanson's to make ends meet. And then I saw that Throttle Monsters was hiring in the summer of 2020. So Mike actually knew me, Mike Christensen knew me from driving a ride truck with the twins one summer in 2019. See, I'm all over the place. I mean, I literally, every dollar I've made as an adult has been through monster trucks. So one weekend could be with this guy and one weekend could be with that guy. Three weeks could be with one other guy. Um, so Mike knew me from being a ride truck driver from the Groth Twins, so he knew I had decent skills and good work ethic. So I got hired pretty much right away with Team Throttle Monster in the summer of 2020. And I recommended a couple guys, and one of the guys that they ended up choosing was Jacob Ladwig. So Jacob Ladwig joined Throttle Monsters the same day I went, he went too. And, um, Michael Brister, Michael Gromick were there too. So it was like a whole new team that summer. And we did shows all the way till pretty much Thanksgiving hit. And then I parted ways with them. And then, and Jacob parted ways as well because he was trying to do more work for Sammy. And when Jacob found out that I left Throttle of Monsters, uh, he told me to join him and um, join him with Sammy to make ends meet. So now this is, The end of 2020 so december of 2020 okay so it is a month after i left the auto monsters um kelvin raymer wants to put rosalie's truck together to debut for salt lake city in 2021 which is where jurassic attack debuted and that make rings a bell so technically me and jacob got hired by kelvin raymer uh to put Rosalie Raymer's truck together and the new time flies together, which still isn't together. I'm not sure why, but I'm sure pretty soon. Um, so we worked for Kelvin Raymer for two weeks until a couple of days before Christmas. And then we went home and and day after way off track. Now my brother passed away actually on December 26th. So he passed away. So that made me stay away from Kelvin a month later. So it wasn't until a month into 2021. So late January, I got to get back working on trucks again. And uh, was with Kelvin Raymer for a month with Jacob. And then after we left Kelvin Raymer's, we did off and off off and on work with Sam Sturges at his shop. And then there's a WJAS display that we did with Sammy's trucks and me and jacob were the first ones to show up there and we helped out anyone that showed up after us and i one of the people i helped out was tony canado so tony canado appreciated my help and we exchanged numbers and he basically said whenever i don't have work with sammy to uh give him a call and he'll have work for me and he would love for me to drive for him possibly in the late summer so that was, uh, now this is April, 2021. <laughs> um, so then I, uh. See, this is what I'm talking about, the timeline deal. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying, running. yeah, but I'm trying to pause, because I'm going to go on and on. You're not going to be able to speak either. That's fine,
0: that's fine. See?
1: That makes the <laughs>
0: program faster.
1: <laughs> In the middle of all that, by the way, I did drive for Throttle Monsters, so now we got to backtrack, huh?
0: <laughs> so now you, okay, so you drove with Throttle monster for a little bit. I so did. So
1: yeah, so, seat time. Yeah, so in uh, November, in October, 2020, throttle of monsters. I drove the hang loose chassis. Once Jacob parted ways with throttle of monsters, I drove the hang loose chassis, and man, that thing was a pile of junk. <laughs> I mean, there's a photo I have where the shocks have been dropped out, and I'm 15 feet in the air. And uh, that's where I met Craig Christensen. So he was a really good coach too, and he was giving me pointers on how to hit jumps and. I impressed him as far as if the truck broke, I was able to take it to the pits and bring it back out. And I never missed an event. And that truck truck broke every show. I mean, I changed a turbo 400 transmission in 29 degree weather, you know? So, I mean, I, and I still made the show. So, um, so that was throttle So Now let's go back to uh, where That's we cool. were, April, 2021. <laughs> um, Sam Sturges was getting rid of Unnamed and Untamed. And he suggested that I try to look for other work with other teams. He didn't want to hold me back. So um, so once I heard that, I mean, I, every, I don't stop. So I just hit up Tony Canedo right away and got hired right away with him. And I was with him from June 2021 for exactly a year. And that's where I got to really understand what it's like to drive a monster truck. You know, that's where I did all my learning. All my dumb mistakes, how to hit a jump, how to burp in the air. Mm -hmm. So I did a year of driving Survivor.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, you had a good historical truck in Chuck Jordan's old Survivor truck, that Mm -hmm. first-gen Patrick. Um, I mean, that got to be, you know, not a lot of people could say they drove that truck that you would see on Inside Monster Jam back in 1997-98. And or posters or you know the <clears throat> your yearbook and boom you're you know you're driving, drive a his you know a longevity truck.
1: Yeah, that that was a sweet truck. Um, I mean it was effortless. Like I can just cruise to a jump and just burp the throttle and it'll get me twenty feet in the air, no problem. So that truck just did all the work for you. So I loved it, and I think I picked up really quick. As far as how to churn in tight spaces because i I started out in some tiny areas but it just was a natural thing where i knew i can still spin a donut or a power spin is what i call it to kill time and get me pointed towards the jump going the opposite direction but i learned that from doing ride trucks with the twins on and off too so if you look at every run i do i'm always breaking loose into a three-quarter donut to get myself turned around i hate just doing a single turn I always break loose and spin around the opposite way and hit the same jump so if you look at 90% of my runs it's like I'm driving a ride truck in between the jumps because I'm just spinning around just making the truck break loose all the time I don't know that's just my style I love it so so that's what uh I did with Tony Canedo did that for a year and I was uh working on three trucks so it was survivor enforcer and um playing for keeps so that's why I really got to just take everything apart and learn for myself. Everything mechanical on the trucks and any welding was all up to me. Like, I did everything on my own. I was in charge of all of it. So, I mean, it was really cool, and I was pretty proud of myself because Tony, all he had to do was show up, and the trucks are ready to load into the trailer. So if you think about from 2018, really, where I started, and two and a half years, then I joined Tony Canedo, the fact that I did all that <clears throat> with him, I mean, it just shows how much I actually did learn in a short period of time from not knowing anything. So I mean I was really proud of myself for that. And once I got there, I just took apart Enforcer, all the way down housings and drive lines were taken apart. So I don't know, it just clicked and that that's when I realized I I know what I'm doing.
0: So then you caught your eye <laughs> with you caught the eye of Craig Christensen. Uh, and then you started working with him and then getting yourself, getting your feet wet with the monster truck, uh, hot wheels, monster truck live. Correct.
1: So when I was with Tony Canado, um, he was a landscaper. That's his real job. So he, uh, long story short and I, I ended up being more of a landscaper than a monster trucker. So over time, you know, I just, it's not really what I wanted to do. And he only wants to do X amount of weekends a year. And if I did only, we really only did 12 weekends, I think with Survivor. So, and everything else was landscaping and we worked six days a week, sometimes seven days a week. Um, and I, I would get home at nine, 10 o'clock at night. So it was a lot of work. So if I'm going to be working, that hard i wanted it to be towards what i want to do you know expanding my networking you know so um and tony and i just agreed that he didn't want to do it sit you know go into it deep so i want to do this as a lifestyle so we just parted ways and that's why i left tony canado but i needed you know something waiting for me so i basically sent out a resume uh, uh, to the twins again saying, this is what's going on. I've done this and this and this. Here's what I make right now. Can you m- give me this much? And for this amount of months, blah, blah. And then after this month passes, we'll see where we want to go from there. And pretty much um, I didn't hear from them for about a month, honestly. And I'm like, my like, God, I, I was getting nervous. Like, what am I going to do? And they said, we've been trying to figure out where to uh, get you a place to stay. So we got you uh, one of our motorhomes to stay in. So the Twins have just been trying to shuffle around things to get it to work out. So I leave Tony Canedo exactly a year, uh, pretty much to the day when I started with him, to be with the Twins in the summer of 2022. So I was with the Twins all summer long. And they weren't going to be busy after September, so they knew they had to try to find some work for me and they had a good friend um i can't remember the name off the top of my head but i was going to work with him for air conditioning units or something just so i can still be around the twins or when they have their monster trucks but my plan was i want to be stuck with twins because i just love those guys so that Speaking was about, my goal speak about twins there's another twin, kylie yeah. miss you too <laughs> and i'm sure i'll see you soon <laughs> <laughs> so so um let me see so i worked with the twins and then they uh they overhear that craig is going to europe and he's possibly gonna need a guy so they threw my name out to craig at some point in the middle of summer and part of me didn't really want to go because i just i mean it's a blast with the twins the girls can tell you kylie and kelsey Mm -hmm. i mean they are the funnest guys to work with and they drive hard and No matter what happens, you have all the confidence to work and do whatever you want because as long as it gets done, that's all that matters, you know. So it was just a blast working with him and the girls too. Um, But anyways, Craig had to borrow a chassis and he needed to borrow the twins' truck. And I ended up pretty much going with the chassis and driving for uh, Craig with Travis Gross chassis in September of last year. Okay. so I did a month in bone shaker did that and then pretty much once we get the chassis back to Travis I mean Craig was building three chassis Um, Ashton Jensen he's the guy that welded all those chassis I mean I don't think he gets enough credit but that guy welded all those chassis those three chassis we ran in Europe and still run now those are all welded by him so And they were brand new and they were built specifically for Hot Wheels events. I mean, those things pop up super easily. So anyways, I leave the Twins and now I joined Craig's team pretty much in September of 2022 last year. And I've been with them since. So we did a month and a half of building three race trucks. And there was days where we had no sleep and I'd probably catch an hour nap somewhere in the office and then go back to work. So it was a a month of hell pretty much and then went to europe so that's how it ended with the twins at least and that's how i got into kcm
0: so how how you know you're doing all the you know a lot of the west coast uh monster truck shows and stuff like that um, how is the hot wheels monster live a little bit different is it a little bit more laid back is it you know, uh, yeah. How how was you know, uh you know how is running with
1: them? Well, I'll be honest. I never watched a single Hot Wheels shows. I mean, I wasn't a fan of it at first because it wasn't what I ever thought a monster show could ever be. So I've seen clips here and there, but then the Glow Party started, and I thought it actually looked pretty cool. But I still never, still never really watched it till I got there, when I joined Craig's team and. You know, when I went to the Ontario Arena, you know, kind of gave me chills because you're in a dome. For some reason, I remember that feeling still. But then you got these crush cars sitting there all fresh and they look steep. And just the fact that something like that could happen in a small space. So it got my nerves up. So that, that's kind of the entertaining part for it for me. But um, I think you have to experience it live because I honestly think it's super entertaining. So once I kind of put myself through a fan perspective and just took away that, you know, the competition part and just realized that it's a show, I mean, you have fun and it's really unpredictable every time. So the cars change every time. So personally, I mean, I love it. And uh, I I think it's one of the best shows you can go to. And I'm saying that, like, that's the honest truth. If If you've experienced it live, you'll know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I've been to a few of them um that they're very uh you know hot wheel obviously it's hot wheels monster truck live it focuses a lot on the kids side of it you know it's still cool you know it's still uh you know the entertainment aspect of it is pretty neat and if anyone has a chance to see it go see it um so you're also doing other stuff too because you were there for my first ever event driving a monster truck uh, and, but you weren't there driving, you were helping out as, uh, a tech, um, but you're you, outside of just driving it. You're doing all sorts of different monster truck jobs. Uh, you know, so how do you get yourself? I guess, I guess with all the products that you've been doing, you know, you now your business card with the monster truck world is so much, I guess you can put titles so much titles into it. Um, because you know you do you try to do everything
1: yeah pretty much because this is what i want to do for the rest of my life is monster trucks and the overall end goal is to own my own race truck so that's the reason why i'm doing so much uh, and just doing whatever i could just to be a overall good personality and be friendly to every promoter i see because i'm going to need them one day so i'm i do whatever they need i actually emailed the promoter last week to uh join them and i can help them paint tracks and do whatever they need to so i'm going to be doing more of that possibly um to make ends meet but that's the overall goal is for me you know after a couple years of just wrenching and thinking it's cool um oh and and for me i don't think it's worth being away from my family if this isn't my overall goal to do it as a business so for me, it it would just be about posting a picture about me driving. If that's not how I thought, so I want my goal in order to do what I really want to do, and I have visions that I really want to accomplish. And I need to own my own truck to do a couple things that I really want to do in life. So, and once I get my truck, I mean, I got a whole bunch of plans I want to do, not just for racing, just other aspects that monster can do or haven't done yet that I have plans of. But that'll be. A while from now, five years, I would like, but we'll see. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, you probably know as much as I do that it's not sunshine and rainbows. I mean, I worked for Hot Wheels, but behind the scenes, there, I mean, it's a totally different story. You never know. So, you know, currently, I'm not working for a KCM anymore or driving for Hot Wheels. You know, that wasn't a plan. That came up suddenly than I thought, but um, it was something that I was planning on stepping away. Uh, to that full-time commitment. But um, now I'm trying to make ends meet, doing whatever I could. And I even have my own little decal business on the side that's kind of helping me right now for the moment. So um, as of right now, uh, I'm doing anything I could to make ends meet. I have a part-time job at an apparel place right now. I help uh, screen printing and edit designs. I'm also starting welding school right now. And I also have my Rico decal services going on, and on the weekends I have it open for monster trucks. If anyone needs me still, so I have three jobs, three part-time jobs, and I got school getting thrown in there too. So I'm really going to be busier than ever, but um, I think it's going to be a smart way to go right now because financially, I mean, it's not the monster's not going to come anytime soon if I don't take certain other things serious in my life
0: you know and, and let's talk about the your decal project because you also i mean uh you helped out with uh uh cypher i think uh with uh um airborne ranger
1: mm-hmm. you can, actually you can see some airborne ranger stickers here
0: oh look at that yeah i didn't even know so, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know that that's cool that you know um you know you're you're doing from rc's like you're doing my raminator to uh you mm-hmm. know the big the big uh full-size monster trucks so talk, talk a little bit of a backstory on how you know joe got you the opportunity to or uh you know for me looking at it i felt like you, know, you doing that marauder truck was kind of something like got like, kind of was a big deal so you know, how did that get all started and you know, how did Joe, you know, finally kind of trusted you on doing, you know, his truck? Because I think originally, well, it was all murdered out, uh, all black. And then you added the the decals to it, correct?
1: Yeah. So as far as how I got into the decal stuff, I mean, it was never a plan. Um, when I was at the Swansons, let's go to the Swansons. That's when I, when Rick would post stuff and then I would get his pictures and edit them on Photoshop and, you know, on the road, you know, you just fiddle around with the Photoshop and Illustrator. I'm not sure if you use that. I know um, your other friend does. I forget his Brad name. off am top my head. Brad so he's good well, at that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So from the Swansons, from there is where I got my, my, I guess, my hobby into video editing slash Photoshop and Illustrator. And then three years of that. And now I'm decent. So I got so good where I just started making money at it. And uh I did de- Now I do decals, so I have a decal cutter, not a printer, so I got to layer my colors. But I actually, uh, before I did Joe's truck, uh, Craig Christensen had a ride truck, and we called it Pirate Shuttle. So we needed a, some sort of theme, and I thought a pirate theme, and Craig came up with the name Pirate Shuttle. And then from there, we just looked up some pictures online, and I mimicked them a little bit to make it our own, and we came out with the Pirate Shuttle ride truck. And then I did the bare bones monster truck for Ashton because his truck was specifically built for the bone shaker body. So that big square roll cage, no body would fit on it. So we just put a Lexan on the side and called it bare bones. And I did all the artwork for it. And then um, Joe Cypher hit me up shortly after that and wanted some colors on his truck, something new. So he wanted red Marauder and a yellow Airborne Ranger on the back. Mm-hmm. So that's how I, J, uh, Joe Cypher got hooked up with me. He actually, the weekend after I saw you drive your truck, I stopped at the Twins on my way back to sleep. And Joe Cypher was there the next morning. And then that's when we came up with the idea. So he was my first customer, I should say. Craig was my test dummy. So I just paid for everything and winged it. And it came out good. But Joe is my first ever customer. And... Uh, and then from there, uh, and thankfully he was super easy. It's just one color, so <laughs> yeah. I mean honestly, that's like a, a not a fifty dollar job max. I mean it was so simple, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, how I got Joe's truck. and now I, uh, I that's when I started my decal business. When this Hot Wheels tour started in July, the U.S. tour now we call it, and I was advertising my decal business and doing Hot Wheels monster trucks. And I let already a few customers down because uh, I was so busy with the race trucks, you know, things that didn't happen schedule wise, like we thought. So I, you know, had a rough start at first, but now I'm catching up. And I mean, I'm busy and I've, I've knocked on 300 houses, believe it or not. I've emailed a couple hundred businesses and out of every hundred, I think I get five responses. So, I mean, out of those five, I can still get a decent amount of work in. So for every hundred, if I get five, I mean, it's not bad right now. It'll get me through for the moment. So
0: pretty much as of right now, you kind of stepped back a little bit with the monster truck, uh, situation. Uh, as of right now, your goal is to own your own truck as a right now. Are you, but you're helping out people off and on to on the side and stuff like that, correct?
1: Yeah. So my company, my decal company is called Rudy Co. decal services michael keller buddha is actually the one that came up with the name and it had a nice ring to it so credit to him on that um so so that's my business i do anything from billboards yard signs car magnets custom decals monster truck decals now little stickers i mean you name it i'm surprised how much you could actually do with decals from permanent to temporary so I mean, I'm learning myself. I just bought a 25 foot ladder, so I can do billboards now. So, um, so there's that. But um, I guess let's talk about the Hot Wheels tour we just did to there to now where we are now. I guess. Yeah. So the U.S. tour started. Well, let's talk about before that. I guess the Hot Wheels tour because actually, me and the let's talk about KCM because we did all of Europe for the beginning of this year. And Europe is honestly a blast. Like, the people there are insane. They treat you like a celebrity. Our first weekend there, we were at the mall before the show's even started. You know, we're dressed in regular clothes. And people surrounded Craig Christensen, recognizing him as the demo derby driver. And he was just in regular clothes. So the fact that they remember how he looked from a year ago, I mean, that lets you know how well they pay attention and just are mesmerized by the monster truck drivers the monster trucks itself so you know craig would say he's retired and now i'm the new demo driver and ashton drives bone shaker and Caden drives race ace so when monday came around after the show now we're being surrounded by fans at the mall so Mm -hmm. so europe is crazy i mean you got people that have tattoos of the trucks believe it or not on their body and they're got their nails painted they're all face painted out and then you do your wave at the end i mean they're going crazy so the atmosphere over there is insane. I mean, it's nothing compared to the U.S. I mean, it's times you, 10 the over US, there.
0: U.S. is, we face it, we're kind of a little spoiled here. You know, U.S. and Canada. It's yeah,
1: oversaturated.
0: Yeah, oversaturated. Thank you. And yeah. then you go over the Europe, Asia, Australia. That, that, mm-hmm. You know, the Europeans, most of the monster that they would see over there is going to be in England. Uh, a few in other places but they're not going to be you know what they considered what they like to see on tv uh you know and that's what you know hot wheels sometimes monster jam is doing over there so yeah i mean that that you know they're not they're trying to see something that is coming from america over here and get a little bit of the westernization um of it so yeah they're, they're gonna you know yeah like you said they're gonna kind of treat you guys like rock stars, because, you know, they they don't get that opportunity. Like, um, I guess, like you said, with us Americans, it's oversaturating, you know, you can, you can kind of what in January, if you went back home to where you're in California, you can circle a six hour radius, and you could pretty much do your own first quarter schedule on going sea shows if you think about it. Right. You know, Anaheim three times. You can go to San Diego. You know to, you know, um Bakersfield. You can, you know, go to, you know, Sacramento. And just in California alone, you can pretty much, you know, you know, do your own type of monster truck scheduling. You know, maybe go off to Vegas or maybe Glendale. And then, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's pretty crazy how they, you know, they enjoy what we do.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we did we did four months of that off and on. So we'd probably do three weeks, two weeks off, one week, another two weeks off. So, but total, we did 10 weekends, surprisingly. I mean, felt like a lot longer tour. But when you expand 10 weeks into four months, there's a lot of sitting around in between there, too. How is
0: the atmosphere also in Europe? You know, you go to different places in Europe, but I'm assuming, like, you know, Manchester, UK is kind of different than Barcelona, Spain.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, let me try to think of how to word it, but as far as my favorite, let's throw that in there, uh, the UK was a blast just because the people in there just loved it the most, I feel like, and they, they understood the language so you can speak to them. Um, I mean it wasn't too much different. I mean, it's kinda like you're always in the cities, basically. So it's I guess if you're always near the the event, you're in the city. So it wasn't too much different. I guess just all the architecture around yeah. just everything was sculpted by hand and everything you step on is a brick. So everything you see or are touching is pretty much handcrafted, it seemed like. So I mean, there's that that's different. The food, let's talk about the food. There's an ice shortage over there. They don't give you ice. They don't. Of course not. Like,
0: like uh, for instance, Mike Mentor, the uh, warhead driver, talked about hotel rooms. How their hotel rooms are – I know in Australia and we were in Japan, the hotel rooms are a lot smaller compared to America. And, um, <clears throat> it, 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 you know, when I did Australia, it, it was really – you really didn't miss a beat in Australia. It was really a Westernized pretty much. I mean, you, you see a McDonald's, Wendy's. I mean, there was a Hooters there. The only difference is they drove on, you know, we say the opposite side of the road. Really, that's oh, about
1: yeah. it. Yeah, I'm um, going a couple of times.
0: <laughs> but outside of that, Australia doesn't miss a beat. You can fly to Australia and still, you know, go to whatever store that their version of Walmart is, get whatever, fly back, and it is what it is. Um, you know, it was a little bit different in Japan. Japan was pretty crazy, but
1: dang, Japan that's cool. Yeah, they
0: that that was pretty neat, and you know, but you know, like you said, the hotel rooms are a little smaller. You're talking about the food, the food is probably completely different, uh, you know, than what you're used to. Let's talk about the food there,
1: okay? The first meal we ate was at a pizza restaurant, they gave me your food and your soda you know, warm, and then the pizza, you know, the options, I mean, you couldn't find pepperoni, it was pizza with french fries on it, pizza with (laughs) pickles on it, you just wanted a regular pepperoni, so I just got cheese, but then they give you your food, and then they take off, so they don't work for tips over there, apparently, so, I mean, it's just, not that, not saying that's bad, it's just different environment, and how they think, and I think if you tip them, it's rude, I could be wrong, because you think, you know, they don't need your money type of thing i don't know but um the food was it was like american food but just didn't match and the grocery stores over there i mean you see a grocery store that only had dairy products but no meats then you have to go a couple stores down and then there's a grocery store that has meat but no dairy so nothing matched peanut butter no jelly stuff like that it was really weird i don't know how they do their shopping it seem like you could be at the mall and then you just find a little grocery store inside the mall. So I don't understand how they do their shopping over there. I'll tell you that. But they had McDonald's and they had the same stuff we have. Other than that, you know, KFC doesn't taste like KFC over there. So, I mean, everything's the same, but tastes different.
0: Well, the money combination exchange would be different, also, isn't it? You have to go to those exchange units.
1: The money no. Exchange. I just used my card and oh, okay. I could and it just transferred the way it is however it works um i guess my favorite part was going to rome so the, craig and julie julie's his wife they said where do you want to go and i said i've always wanted to go to italy so let's do rome and we did pretty much anything and everything there is that rome has to offer and we were right next to i forget what it's called but it's where the pope is so our Vanneken. airbnb what's that the Vatican. yes so our Airbnb was literally you open our front door to the Airbnb, we're looking at the gates of the entrance there. And there's military men surrounding it. So we were safe, number one. But it was just the weirdest coincidence. So we're looking at the big dome every night. So we were there for a week, I think, and we did everything you could do in Rome. And I will yeah. tell you though <laughs> Yeah. I will tell you though, Italian food in Italy is not what it is here in the US. I ordered pizza every meal because I wanted to find a pizza that I liked. And I didn't like any pizza. And it was all the same pizza. Pepperoni. How about Just, yeah, they it,
0: don't have, they have spaghetti? They have
1: rigatoni. They did, but they don't cook it all the way. I forget what the word is for that, too. Oh, uh, I know there's I I don't know. There's but, a certain
0: type of pizza there that I know <clears throat> in Italy that's good called Neapolitan.
1: Ice cream? No. no it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's they the had mayo. good ice cream. I forget what they call it, but gelato. We got gelato, a lot of that. Yeah. So that, that's what fed us over there.
0: <laughs> uh, Neapolitan yeah. is, uh, mozzarella. People may say it different mozzarella, mozzarella. Uh, I think some, uh, tomato, uh, <clears throat> other type of cheese and some parsley in a oven, not an oven, but a brick fire oven. So you have the really kind of like the brick crust and stuff like that, um, so, uh, yeah, that, that is the, um, Neapolitan pizza that I heard about that I, I try to go after, uh, that, but they say when you're in Italy, you have to try that type of pizza.
1: Well, dang it. I have to try again next time. Let's see what <laughs> happens.
0: But, uh, so, uh, is there any social media people can follow you at?
1: Yeah. Um, for, to see what I do with the Monstrix it's usually Instagram so rudy mdc underscore 13 facebook i really kind of just leave it to people that know me so you know when it comes to instagram i can post a video there and it's just strictly monster truck stuff so really instagram is what i prefer to use to show off what i do as a living which is monster trucks mainly so rudy mdc underscore 13 but i guess with my decal business i'm using facebook more now so my decal business is rudy Co decals Services on Facebook and Rudico decals on Instagram. So those are the four media ones, and I have a YouTube channel that I haven't done in eight months or something now, just because I've been so busy.
0: I remember you working on Clark's and stuff like that, and kind of like a uh, you know a a technical side of it on working on monster trucks, letting people know you know what you do and
1: what you know uh,
0: kind of uh, DYI. type deal with monster trucks i remember that
1: yeah yeah, yeah so just because uh i started raw i didn't know anything so i just made a video because i take those apart so much i mean so easy to get a camera out at that point so i just filmed it one time and and i was at Kelvin ramers putting his trucks together and i got this sh- i had a stock spindle an overson spindle a racer spindle i had ball and claw axles Overson Axles so I just had a whole mess of stuff to make a good video out of. So, it tells you the basics of what the forklift looks like, tearing it apart, what the hub is, what the bowl gear is, what the planetary is, what the SUR planetary is, sun gears, different ways to put it on. Some people put it on with the whole deal on with the sun gear intact or they some people take it off. So, I mean, I show different variations of how to do it and it's dummy proof. I feel like so just for anybody that wants to get into it, if you know that you're, you're at least handy for whenever you get started in monster trucks. And then after that, you know, people liked it. So I did a couple other stuff with fiberglass repair, installing Lexan, random stuff that where I can just talk to the camera. So I got mm-hmm. the most compliments off that. They just like to see my raw personality of just talking and explaining how things work. Well, now so, and that's what I want to do more and more.
0: That, that next video, do something if you get hired from another Monstra team. Do the detail yeah. side of it, you know what I mean? like something Oh, like I that, want David. to. You
1: yeah, know, I definitely want to. You
0: know, I know John Arnold from JB Scale. He committed, him and his wife committed on a full kind of size printer. And that thing takes the whole, like, basement. But they can do... Uh, from rc decals all the way to a full-size monster truck wrap um are you thinking about you know kind of leaning towards that area too um doing wraps and stuff like that if you're going through you know designer like for instance brad if brad comes over and says hey this guy wants this done i'm gonna send you the art
1: file you know in the future you see yourself doing that surprisingly i don't think so but i didn't think i'd be doing decals to begin with but i don't see myself wanting to go that deep that's okay. why i just strictly call it decals yeah. so my, i have a tech um what's it called a Tech ce7000 you probably don't know what it is but um brad is the name bradley you said right bradley yeah. knows probably what i'm talking about so it cuts 24 inches wide but it goes as long as you need it to. So there's been a couple of times where I got to patch together if I got to go more than 24 inches, but I'm able to get a computer and know where I can mark my lines to paste it on the actual thing. But I don't see myself doing real wraps. Like I would say half decals at most for monster trucks. So I guess just a decent example is if you look at Eric Swanson's truck, this is a half decal and then the rest is all body and fresh paint so that's the most i'll ever see myself doing and i think it looks cooler you know as far as a monster truck but no i I don't want to commit to full wraps it's too much i don't know pressure that i just don't really have a true passion for when it comes to that side and so um i just do decals like i'm possibly going to get a job to do a big billboard i'm going to to climb on a ladder and go up and do it it's huge but it's just you know 12 inch tall words spaced out every other feet So I can do big stuff, but really it's small stuff at the same time. Gotcha. But yeah, I don't think I'll do vehicle wraps. I just don't want to commit too much into that, but you never know. Maybe I will. Maybe I get so good at things. I realize just a little bit of this and I can do that now. So I don't know, man,
0: Rudy, thank you for being on and hopefully see you down the road. Uh, You know, like I said, with the social media and stuff like that, um, once again, thank you so much for being on.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Uh that once again, guys, uh next week's guest is going to be a big one. Um it's going to be Mr. Bryce Kenny, Mr. Mohawk Warrior himself, we're going to talk about his book, uh, uh the changing uh his uh the, the gear's book that he just came out with. Uh talk a little bit about his, you know, NHRA uh, his IHRA and stuff like that. And uh, so next week will be Mr. Bryce Kenny. So we're kind of got some scheduling, good scheduling coming up here. And uh, we got some back-to-backers. So once again, guys, uh, Brad Shaw will hopefully be on by next week. If not, uh, it's all good. Uh, We'll we'll try to pull this train going. But um, once again, guys, that is Brad Shaw. I'm Dan Cheech Agosh. You follow me on Facebook the same name instagram uh dan agosh mt28 um crush this podcast is on uh facebook youtube instagram and also on tiktok so go take a look at that so once again that is Brad Shaw I'm Dan Agosh uh this is Rudy Chempel am I am I screwing up your name I'm sorry
1: oh It's Rudy Marchendale Campo. Joe Cipher calls me Alphabet because of that last name. (laughs) 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 But, man, uh, thank you, Ben. Yeah.
0: What
1: were you going to say? I was going to say, just a random comment. What's really cool was how much people embrace the last name because I've never had to go up to any promoter, even Hot Wheels. Just first weekend out, my whole last name. So I'm glad that my real name gets fully put on there. I was worried that it wouldn't but I've always wanted to be known as my whole name. So I'm glad that the sport uh, uses it.
0: Yes. And, you know, I think the sport also respects you and how your journey is and stuff like that because it seems like you're one phone call away from pretty much getting yourself back in the twister of monster trucks if you really wanted to do it.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I've actually – I mean, there's been a couple teams that reached out, but it just I don't want to overcommit to a full deal. So, like I said, I'm open on weekends. If there's any guys out there that needs weekend help, you know, I can do that. But be on tour nonstop, I don't want to do that. You know, for the next six months, that's not what I want to commit to right now, just because I'm trying to figure out something new.
0: Yeah, I hear you.
1: But once again,
0: thank you for being on. And uh, like I said, next week is Bryce Kenny, And that is going to be, you know, presented by uh justin stories and his book too so we'll kind have of a book book deal but bradshaw Danny, gosh keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up peace peace